What's up and welcome to the DualSense Podcast. This is episode 129, 129. I am one of your co-hosts, Jason, and I am joined, as always, by your other co-host. His name is Travis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Travis, we're back. How yep. are you? I'm fine. How are you? Hey, I learned some cool stuff about Hitman that I didn't uh-huh. tell you this week. I saved it just for this. Hmm. What's that? So I got, I got three things and I'll save. Hang on a second. I, I asked you just a moment ago. I said, are you going to play a Hitman again on January 26th? You said, what's that or some shit? So what, yeah, what, what's, what the, what the what's happening going on, on the 26th? What's that? Is that our second year anniversary? <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't think so. No, it's, that's the new freelancer mode. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, that'll be dope. So I learned three things about Hitman this week. And one of them, I'll give you the mm. part that I found that was the most baffling, which is, okay, hold on. I'll give you the least surprising one first. I just didn't realize this. If you make three quick shots at any point on a map and it's directed near a guard, they will just take off sprinting directly to where they last heard the noise come from. Really? So, like, you shoot a wall three times quickly in succession is what you're saying yeah so like if i'm across like let's say i'm outside of a building and nobody else can see me and i need to get into that room and the guards there and i've lost whatever i don't have any other tools i can't figure out another way i could pull out any gun shoot three times near them and they will just run towards me so the ai will know where i'm at it will run to my location so you do that and then you can just run you can just walk off let them run by you and you walk by and walk straight into wherever you want to go oh i see that's interesting or you can use them you can use it the other way, which is to have them freak out and either leave a target or bring a target to you. So right. that's pretty cool. Right, right into um, a trap. Never knew that. That's cool. The, the other thing I learned, which I thought was really, really cool, was there are these buildings that are what they call fake buildings. Um, for whatever reason, they didn't get scoped all the way out or, or developed all the way out. So you'll basically have, you'll have your four walls and then you'll have a window. So if there's somebody on the roof, it's a, it's a fake building. So if there's somebody on the roof and you shoot through the window, it literally will hit the person on the roof because it's not a real building or anything inside of it. So like you can do all kinds of crazy shit like with these quote unquote fake buildings and the fake buildings are the ones you can't enter and there's ways online to find them where they are in each level and how they could be useful. But they're super, super useful. Like in the freelance mode, they'll be very useful. If you're doing a contract, a custom contract is very useful. Yeah. And those are both speedrunner tricks that I learned. And the last yeah. one is, and I feel so stupid for not realizing this. And when I found out about it, it was it's so obvious. But there are dummy AI in Hitman. So not every NPC is actually an NPC. Okay. So only certain... I thought that it, I thought that it was. Well... If you, you know, when you, when you use your talent thing and you see the little white dots over them, oh, those are the NPCs. Yeah. Yeah, Like if they see you with a gun, they will lose their shit. Mm. But if they don't, you can literally shoot and all they'll do is go, ah, put their hands up. (laughs) Okay. They don't, they don't trigger you. It just, it'll, if you notice, you won't lose silent assassin. So a lot, what, what a lot of them will do is they'll make a distraction, have the white person turn their head. The little white dog guy will turn his head. And then they'll pull out a gun in the middle of the racetrack on Miami. There's 100,000 people. They'll just pull out the weapon and they'll shoot. 
<laughs> and all these people staring at him, all they do is like put their hands up and like do the same motion and make the same noise. <laughs> and <laughs> That's hilarious. The little white dots will kind of like freak out trying to figure out where the noise was. So you can like take out a target. They don't see it because you distracted the little people. <laughs> and you can just go on about your day and you won't lose your silent assassin or your or your um you won't be compromised in your in your outfit. It's I don't know. It's That's just outrageous. amazing. It's amazing the things that these speedrunners have figured out and yeah, like no wonder, like no no one like who figures this out? Like no wonder I can't like replicate some of these runs. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's they've just sat around and figured out how to break the simulation, literally. Literally, yeah. So I thought that I thought that shit was pretty cool. That is funny. That is awesome. Well, I uh, I'm doing good. I uh, I'm not gonna lie. I have a little bit of a headache. Took some medicine, some drugs, and uh, I'm caffeinating. I have my coffee, of course. So I'll see if that helps. And uh, wife told me that. You know, we're, we're everyone's coming back from Christmas break, and she told me that her kids at school, a big bunch of boys have come back with big gold necklaces around their neck. One mm-hmm. kid has, one kid has a fake diamond pendant at the end of his. That's Ooh. a shark. That's like showing his grill, like baby you know, shark. Like, like it's it's a shark that's doing like the 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 baby, you know, oh. show, showing your teeth thing or whatever. I, I pictured a shark from Nemo. No, like a shark, shark. So. My question is: Is this is this a new fad that mm-hmm. is is passing me by in my old age? Have you heard about anything about this? What is this about? Um, Do you know? Well, you know, first of all, Trinidad James told us about this years ago. Um, all, he did. all gold on my watch. He did. <laughs> Shout out to Trinidad James. Shout out to the pairs and shit. <laughs> I work with a bunch of Cubans, so they all wear gold. So I'm used to it. Right. But it's interesting okay. that it's infiltrated our youth. So before long, we're going to be communists. Yeah, find out for me. I know you you work with a very diverse group Mm -hmm. of people. Find out what's going on with the gold chains and the children and the youth movement. I do know there is a website where you can get gold jewelry pretty cheap. I don't think it's like legit Mm -hmm. gold. It's probably gold plated. Uh, But one of them told me about it the other day because he had a gold uh, Jesus piece. It was like all of Jesus's head. Oh, wow. That's something. And I said, wow, look at that. And he told me where he got it. So maybe (laughs) this is a thing now. Uh, it must be. Well, anyway, Travis, we are a PlayStation podcast where you and I get together each and every week to discuss all of the news, rumors, new game releases, and much more in the world of PlayStation. We do it all in under 90 minutes, of course, and we post it every Monday on podcast services around the world, as well as YouTube, where we also share gameplay videos and clips as well, if that uh, pleases you. And uh, we're also on social media. Our go-to is Twitter, where we go by at the DualSense Pod. We also have Instagram and Facebook, as well as a blog, which is called the DualSensePodcast.wordpress.com. And I regret to inform our listeners that I have deleted our TikTok. I am done with TikTok, and I have a very good reason, at least I believe. Um, I, you know, I don't keep up with the news very much anymore, and certainly not politics anymore. China. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I did. I did hear though through the grapevine that the United States Senate voted unanimously to ban TikTok from government devices, meaning federal government devices. And if I'm going to tell you guys right now, if they unanimously voted to do that, then they know something. So I deleted it from my phone and deleted our account because they don't if, agree if they, on anything so that's they that's don't agree on anything so if they yes if they unanimously voted to do that then something's up so just a psa and we're no longer on tiktok so uh yeah without further ado travis let's jump into 
a couple of weeks of news here. We've been gone for a while on a little breaky, mm-hmm. and so we're back, and we've been talking for eight minutes about nothing. So now it's time to get into the news, and we're going to need probably most of the remaining time here. So here we go, starting with number one. During Sony's Consumer Electronics Show presentation this week, the Japanese giant's gaming division showed up in a notable way. PlayStation president and CEO Jim Ryan, crying Jim Ryan, took the stage to make a handful of announcements, including a new accessibility controller kit for PlayStation 5 called Project Leonardo, at least for the moment. He also announced that Gran Turismo 7 would be a launch game for PSVR 2 with a free upgrade for current owners of the game. That Beat Saber was also coming to PSVR 2 at some point. That more than 30 games were on track to launch alongside the PSVR 2, which is up from the previously announced 20 games. And that PlayStation 5 has crossed 30 million units sold, with December of 2022 being its best month ever. PlayStation Productions' Assad Kizilbash also took the stage with director Neil Blomkamp to share the first teaser footage of the upcoming Gran Turismo film, your beloved Gran Turismo, which recently wrapped filming. Kizilbash also revealed that PlayStation Productions has 10 film or television projects in development. In somewhat gaming-adjacent news, Sony also revealed their first electric vehicle, Travis, the Sony Afila, Afila, which will have a heavy focus on onboard entertainment, of course, including the ability to watch movies and play PlayStation 5 games. All right, so does any of this Consumer Electronics Show news jump out at you? Surely it does. Yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ. Um, the This will surprise you. The accessibility controller I've, I'm very interested in. I've, oh. I've often thought about if I lost an arm, how would I play games? Or if I lost right. some digits, how would I play games? Because I have split my thumb in half. You have. You so I was like, have. oh, holy shit, what if I would have lost my function there? So You're good to go I'm now. glad that this is a thing now. So that makes me happy. Yeah, I can, cut that um, thumb off. Yeah, yeah, I could would work with reckless abandon. Uh-huh. Of course, the Gran Turismo thing is interesting. Um, I'm glad it's a free upgrade. It should be. Yeah, we've called that for a long time, by the way. Yeah, we have. And I, you know, when they when they made it official, I kind of was like, oh, well, maybe that's part of the delay for Gran Turismo was they were trying to get, mm. you know, everything mapped and everything visually to the level they wanted. So when you look around in the VR, the car looks nice. And then I remembered I can look around the car with a joystick. So that's not what happened there hmm. but no, that's cool beat saber i i had assumed it would come so that's not surprising mm-hmm. in and of itself so all that stuff is you know those first three were two of them weren't surprising and one of them is something that paranoid me is always worried about so i'm glad that exists <laughs> Kizilbash is a great name for a gaming studio he's a british lad by the way so that makes total it's oh. like that's like the that's like a fucking austin powers name <laughs> It is. I watched the trailer. I texted you. We don't need a love story. Oh yeah. It it looks interesting. And like like I told you the other day, it's hard for speed to translate on film, and it's hard even if you go watch NASCAR F one. It's it it doesn't look fast, even though it is. Mm-hmm. Like the perfect example to me is the movie Drive. Right. You know Ryan Gosling at the very beginning. They pull in a heist, and you know that he's speeding away. Yeah. And you hear all the engine sounds, but visually he's barely creeping up on a car. And like, that's completely plausible. That could be like that. Like, I, I don't doubt for a fact that they 100% um, recorded it, how it happened. But mm. visually, you almost have to make it faster than it really is for it to make sense. Like, yeah, Fast and Furious does a better job of that than a lot of these Hollywood movies, right? And it's 
Yeah. They have to be speeding up the film, like, or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, I understand what they're doing. I hope they can capture the speed because that's what makes it interesting. Um, if they weren't going fast, it would be pointless to watch it. It'd be like curling. So, hope they figure that out. Um, but other than that, the electric vehicle was. If you would have told me PlayStation had bought an island, I would have been less surprised. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? Th- the name is stupid. Why do we need this? It's a terrible name. You know, it will look really dumb. The prototype that I mean, that, that was a prototype, obviously, mm-hmm. but it looked not high end, I guess. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out like what the play is. Right. Why do they need this? I don't think they need this. They're at, they're at, they're going after Tesla, in my opinion. Because this is the big, you know, this is the big thing. With I, I mean, I guess I get it in a way because, like, it goes back to the argument that I make about the Nintendo Switch all the time. Like, no one's like Sony's not competing. They're just letting Nintendo make the Switch and sell hundred million, you know, switches. Like, you know, or is anybody going to compete with Tesla in a meaningful way and just let them sell hundred million Teslas or whatever? So anyway, I I continue. No, I mean that's a good point. I just I could not figure it out. And they're like, you can watch movies and play games and it's like i mean i guess it's just gonna auto drive me places but yeah i don't know like i don't know if i told you this but like the mercedes auto drive feature so the tesla auto drive is 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 coded to where it'll preserve the pedestrian's life but the mercedes one is coded to where it will preserve the driver's life so Mm, interesting meaning don't walk in front of an electric mercedes vehicle because it will run you over before it endangers (laughs) the the, the owner hey that's their fault it's their choice yeah, just imagine that we're in the next, you know, Call of Duty battle for yeah. rights, and they're like, "Well, your cars run over people." So if I'm too <laughs> away from a nuke, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, they don't care about. Yeah. Oh, dude, <laughs> imagine putting kill streaks on your Sony car. Oh, yeah, oh, that'd be great. Um, but no, that I, I just there has to be a play, and there has to be some sort of technology that they want to implement that they've developed, or maybe they want to use the car to develop some sort of technology. I don't know. There's a play there that I'm not seeing. I think. Yeah. I, I thought this was actually pretty interesting and an interesting uh, presentation from them. From them, I watched the entire thing and uh, listened to them talk about you know their camera. They talked about everything Sony cameras and audio, all this stuff, and uh, it was pretty interesting what they're trying to do. They're they're as a whole, Sony is an interesting company, but specifically talking about the PlayStation stuff, it I didn't expect a whole lot. But I guess I expected a little bit more. I, I don't know. That that's just a personal problem, really. That's not a car. I know, but, but that was a Sony proper thing. That wasn't like a PlayStation car. So PlayStation's yeah. just going to be in it. But in terms of like the VR stuff, like it is cool. Like Gran Turismo Seven being on PSVR two at launch is a big announcement. So mm-hmm. I think that's just more one of those things. Like it wasn't necessarily for me. So that's cool. You know, we've been talking about that for a long time on the show about how we figured that was coming. And it makes a lot of sense. My only question on that is that, uh, and you may know better, but my understanding is that on GT Sport, the PSVR functionality was pretty limited. Like you couldn't just like put the headset on, then you're playing all of GT Sport, like all the functionality and everything. So I think that they've got to make it Mm -hmm. a one-to-one, like, okay, it's Gran Turismo 7, everything, but with in in VR with the headset. I think they've got to do that to make that like a system seller because i think that could be a system seller yeah it has to be like i can i can operate the menu i can do whatever yes straight through this the whole ui has to be functional i agree and if that's the case does that make you more intrigued about psvr2 you're you're, it's another thing i have to worry about before the race (laughs) 
Yeah, but if it's the whole thing, like I'm saying, does that if you can play GT7 through, you know, all the way through with the headset, oh, does that yeah. make you more interested? Yeah, that's that would be nice. Uh, I'm still worried it'll make me vomit, but it would be it would be nice. Sure, that's fair. But uh, also, uh, the PS5 doing very well. Jim Ryan, I didn't make a note of this, but Jim Ryan also said that the PS5 shortage is over and that it's going to be much easier to find starting now. <laughs> and I think we're already seeing that. And but I think what the point that he was trying to make without just flat out saying it is that very soon we're going to be buying PS5s on store shelves. My guess is by like the summer, I think probably by E3 or Mm -hmm. summer game fest, whatever the fuck it is. I think you'll be able to walk into a store and get a PS5 uh, at will, which which will be cool. Uh, Let's see what else here. The car sounds cool. Uh, Pre-orders in 2025 for the car and uh, it it launches in North America in 2026. You know, never say never. You know, we'll see. I don't know. Do you think Microsoft is like, fuck, we got to make a car? No, no shot. They're too worried about <laughs> not unless they can give it away for free and charge you like a thousand dollars a month for it or something. <laughs> Imagine some getting a car on Game Pass. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm going to see the Gran Turismo film. I think it'll be good, actually. No, I'll watch it, but mostly because I like Dave Harbor. Yeah, he's good. And uh, Orlando Bloom said that we're going to be able to feel the sound vibrate on our bodies in the theaters. And I, I uh, oh. one of the guys in the one of the guys in the gaming Nexus Slack channel shared the teaser footage or whatever and i said yeah i'll see the film i want to see if orlando bloom can make my body vibrate and everybody had a really weird reaction to that so <laughs> there's that <laughs> there's that but uh anyway cool little showing from them and uh we'll see how this all pans out number two reliable insider tom henderson reported over the holidays that despite playstation's recent belly aching over xbox game pass especially in regards to the activision deal they really aren't all that worried about it Sources within PlayStation told Henderson that CEO and President Jim Ryan held a Q&A with staff in December sometime in which he talked about market competition. In response to a question from staff regarding Game Pass, Ryan said, quote, and he's paraphrasing, I'm assuming from his source, when we consider Game Pass, it seems to be getting lower numbers. When we consider Game Pass, we've sold more PS5s in two years than they have gathered subscribers, and they've been doing that for six or seven years. We're just shy of 50 million subscribers. And they're in the low 20s, meaning PlayStation Plus versus uh, Game Pass. But there's more work to do to grow that number, end quote. So what do you think about that? They're you know, saying one thing to all the regulators, saying how it's a big fucking problem uh, in terms of Game Pass and putting uh, Call of Duty games and whatnot on there. But really, he's telling his, his homies that he, he doesn't give a fuck, that they're, they're doing a lot better. Yeah, it's interesting that one of the parties is finally saying something that most of us have speculated is the is the truth for a while mm. but uh, you know at the end he says there's more work to do so what does he mean by that does he mean make sure that you let us still have call of duty because i think <laughs> while they're not they're not worried about game pass if they had exclusively call of duty on game pass i think that would be that definitely raises a flag so oh yeah yeah i agree regardless of how many subscribers they have and it makes sense that if those if those numbers are true the low 20s compared to the 50 million mark that that explains why you would want to make Call of Duty exclusive on the Game Pass. So yeah. it all lines up. Um, but as far as the numbers go, those wouldn't surprise me if they're true. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I, and we've talked about this before, but I don't know anybody who has Game Pass. Like, sure. I legitimately don't know of anybody. I know of people who have PS5s yeah. and PS4s. I know people who play PS3. I don't know 
people that I know play PC or they play PlayStation. Yeah, I, I don't, I can't, I honestly can't say I know anybody that has a Game Pass. So, sure, that doesn't surprise me. But the, you know, this the 50 million subscriber mark. It goes back to, you know, remember they made the change where like you had to have your system online to get updates. So hmm. they created, they created a way to, in, in a nutshell, almost. You almost have to be a subscriber for PlayStation to get everything out of it. Yeah, you've got to at least be at the essential tier. Yeah, so so they've created a way. Yeah, no doubt to get those numbers. Um, and Xbox, the way they chose to try to get numbers was through the Game Pass model, and it seems like at least right now the better way to do it is the subscription model. The PlayStation has developed, and you just look at the numbers, and it tells you that. So. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. If you want to play an online multiplayer game on PlayStation that's not a free to play game, you have to be subscribed to PlayStation Plus. So there's that's definitely a fair caveat um to, to that number. So I think this is partly this is two things. I think this is Jim rallying the troops, you know, he's not gonna go in there and tell the people at PlayStation that he's worried about Xbox, right? I mean, that's not what a leader does. Like, it's like a coach coming into the huddle at a timeout saying, guys, they're a lot fucking better than that. They're going to kick our ass. Like, that's just, you know, they're not, that's not going to happen. And then secondarily, I think there's some truth to it in that. I think that he, deep down, he's not, they're not worried. He's not worried about game pass. And I think it is because they believe in their model of how they do things kind of to your point. Like, you know, they know that they have all these people that, that are subscribed that they know they have x amount of people that own playstations they can they can see analytics they can see data they believe in their products they know they have good games etc so i think it's it's partly to that both of those things and uh you know i it's just interesting to to hear that and then you contrast that with the fact that they're out here just making a huge stink and i mean at this point it appears that they're sort of winning this whole fight over call of duty and activision over the big stink that they're that they're causing and and then here they are saying this stuff too so it'll be interesting that the next round of stuff that comes out you know that comments that are made by both sides if they take this article and quote it somehow on one of these things like oh sort uh jim ryan tells you know staff that Mm -hmm. they're not worried about game pass but here they are telling you they are so that'll be funny to see right that'll be funny to see but uh yeah we'll see how it plays out Number three, the PlayStation blog announced the results of their Game of the Year awards voted on entirely by fans over the holiday. And I'll just rattle off all the winners here. We can discuss anything. Best new character went to Thor from God of War Ragnarok. Best story went to God of War Ragnarok as well as graphical showcase. Best art direction. Best audio design. Soundtrack of the year. Best accessibility features. Best use of the DualSense. And then best multiplayer game went to Modern Warfare 2. Best ongoing game went to Warzone 2. Uh, best sports game, Travis, went to Grand Turismo 7. Best indie game went to Stray. Best re-release went to Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection. The PS4 and PS5 games of the year were both God of War Ragnarok. And the most anticipated game for 2023 was Hogwarts Legacy. Mm-hmm. Anything uh, pique your interest there about the God of War Ragnarok awards? Yeah, I was going to say they won everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so most anticipated game, Hogwarts Legacy, I would have to say that, I mean, I'm not surprised by that at all. Yeah. Like, even for somebody who's not going to play the game, it actually looks kind of cool, to be honest. But yeah, I, I, I think it's annoying that there's still a PS4 game of the year, just putting that out there. Mm-hmm. 
I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't like that. Best re-release is a category. I I don't want to encourage re-releases and remasters and director's cuts. I want new things. So yeah, that's fair. I mean, not that not that, not that they're going to go into a room and be like, um, we really have to fucking remake this game because I want this award. Like, I know that's not ha- what's happening, but mm. that it's getting recognition into the ether is just it's so accepted now that it's a little annoying to me. Um, but other than that, yeah, the, the multiplayer game. It's not that I'm surprised it's Modern Warfare. I just, I just thought it would be something else. Like, if that makes sense. Like, mm. if you if you gave Modern Warfare fifty percent, I would have given the rest of the field fifty percent. So, and sure. usually I wouldn't feel that way. I just thought something else could have snuck in there, and I don't really know. I don't have an example right now off the top of my head. I'm completely mm-hmm. blanking, but it just you know it is the best modern. It is to me the best Call of Duty in a while. Gran Turismo, the sports game, is interesting because in a way I feel like we're finally acknowledging the fact that EA has dropped the ball on most of these games and that 2K, while this this year's iteration is better, according to almost everybody, that it, it's not at the level that we expected for those games. So I think that makes me feel a little bit better that, hey, we're at least recognizing something else um, for once. So, yeah, that's a, that's a, a long way to say nothing was too surprising, um, and I'm disappointed sure. in two categories. <laughs> Yeah, I I do agree with you on the re-release thing. I don't I don't think we should be awarding that uh, necessarily. Uh, I we we talk about on the show how we're we're in that that age of re-releases and remasters and all that. And I say that, and The Last of Us Part One was probably my favorite game of the year this year. But I don't think they should be getting awards. Just kind of like the you know, if I even though it was my personal game of the year, I don't think that The Last of Us Part One should be eligible for like the game awards or, you know, whatever the one, any of these award shows or award outlets. Uh, I don't think it should be eligible for that, for instance. So I don't, I don't like that one either. Uh, yeah. I mean, I get the PS4 still having a game of the year for now, but like 2023 has to be the year that like we cut that off. Like it's time to move on from the PS4 in 2023. Uh, you know, I know games are still going to come out for it, but like we've talked about like PlayStation studios, they've got to move on. It seems like they are, uh, which is a good thing. I actually have an issue with a couple of the awards that Ragnarok won. Uh, you know, I think it's a little bit of recency bias, and of course it is from fan. I mean, it's fans, you know. But I think the graphical showcase, I think Horizon Forbidden West uh, has, you know, a bone to pick with that. I, I would, I think you could argue that that's a better looking game than Ragnarok in in some, in a lot of ways. Uh, so I, I actually would have picked Forbidden West for that one. I also would have picked Forbidden West for best new character, I think, uh, instead of Thor. I think Katalo. Yeah. Uh Katalo is a is a like, kind of like a sidekick for uh, Aloy in that game. Yeah, he's but, a really cool character. Yeah, my thing is they didn't create Thor. Like that just irritates me. It's like, yeah, he's a fucking we didn't he's an annoying. He's not, that is didn't true. make him. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. They just that's their interpretation of him is which is yeah. yeah so I, I do get that. But there's a character named Kotalo in uh, Forbidden West. I thought was a really cool character. So I don't know. A couple of I guess exceptions. Uh, or, well, I had a pretty. I had a couple of really cool uh, youth academy players on FIFA that could have won that award. I had one of them win. He was a player yeah. of the year. So like I don't understand why he <laughs> wasn't on there. That's funny. But anyway, so nice uh, way to cap off the year there number four 
Fortnite developer Epic Games agreed to pay a record fine of $520 million to the United States Federal Trade Commission as part of a settlement over lawsuits that allege the company violated children's privacy and also tricked them into making unwanted purchases. $275 million of the penalty will be paid for violating the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, while the other $245 million is set aside to refund customers who were allegedly tricked into making errant purchases. The FTC said that Epic violated COPA by collecting the personal information of Fortnite players under the age of 13 without parent or guardian consent. The FTC also accused Epic of using, quote-unquote, dark patterns and billing practices to trick players of all ages into making undesired purchases, while letting children accrue unauthorized charges without any parental approval. Okay, what do you think about this gigantic fine and any of its intricacies here. I mean, yeah, that's a fuckload of money. Um, I, w- I would be willing to bet that the money they're paying the two forty five back, they made way more than that. They, oh yeah, I would say they. You know how it is. They they yeah. they're probably saying, "Hey, look, I know you made two two billion. Pay twenty five percent of it. It'll be like a tax." Yeah. As far as these dark patterns and dude, this is like every form of marketing and yeah, any kind of industry. Um. And to act like all these kids didn't know what they were doing is also really, really, mm. un- it's yeah, it's being blind to the problem. Um, some of these kids knew yeah. what they were doing; they bought it, and then they were like, "Oh, I didn't mean to." When their parents got mad at them, so then yeah, that happens twenty five thousand times, and you get a bunch of complaints to the F- FCC or whatever they're called now, the FTC. So yeah, I just it's hard for me to believe that, and I don't know, especially it's like. You tell me the government or big pharma doesn't do dark practices to get senior citizens who had mesothelioma because they worked at, you know, Abrams Air Force Base. Like, I don't know, man. It's just like, come on, guys. Um, but the fine, the fine doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't move the needle because every time I've seen a situation like this, you find out that they made triple, quadruple what they're being charged. So, you know, if they really want to make a statement, then shut down the game. Or right. shut down the studio. Like that will make a statement. A fine. Shutting down the studio. Yeah, and a fine for these big ass companies doesn't do anything. No, it does nothing. They don't. It, it's it's a blip on the radar. So <laughs> I agree with that. But the thing that really stood out to me is that while you're right, some kids did this, and yeah, they made a mistake. Like truly, and there's other kids who who did stuff and then lied to their parents about it. The problem is, is like parents have to parent their children like right why are you giving your 13 under 13 and under year old child your credit your credit card why are you putting your credit card on file on their xbox or playstation whatever like why are you doing that that's your fault i'm sorry you you should not be doing that if you want them to have v bucks or whatever type of shit to buy in game like you just give them a ten dollar playstation store card and like all right here it is you know that's your fault. So I take, ex- I take issue with both the parent on some of these occasions, no doubt. My problem, I guess, as a whole, in other words, at some point you have to be responsible for yourself and your own actions is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I, got, I got some numbers for you. Oh, okay. You, just to guess at what Epic Games is valued at. What they're valued at? Yeah. Uh, Remember, they got bought for eight, what was it, like 800 million or something like that? I think Epic Games now is probably valued at like nine billion dollars 32 oh my god 
So in 2018, they reported they made $3 billion in, in profit, straight profit. So <laughs> again, this fine doesn't do anything. Uh, and as, uh, as you know, I, ironically, I happen to work for mm-hmm. a company that, a private company that is worth, is valued at, um, I think our last valuation was $31 billion. Oh, good. I know how much cash on hand we have within the company, mm-hmm. which I probably shouldn't say on air, so I won't. But I could tell mm-hmm. you that a fine of two hundred and fifty million dollars wallet is a lot. Would not matter. <laughs> right. Know, it's like okay. I know how much money we have on hand. That is nothing. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. It's all. It's just a. It's a. It's a. It's a payday for the federal government. You know. Yeah. It's yeah. a. It's a. It's a win. It's a windfall for the federal government. That's all. Yeah. They're gonna get. And they go. Yeah. Then go take it and study goat mating practices in Pakistan some more and some other stupid shit that we did. That's why we went over there, right? For the goats. I think that's right. For the goats. Watch the goats have sex. (laughs) Anyway. Number five. Death Stranding creator Hideo Kojima has expounded upon his film adaptation of the IP in a new interview with IGN saying that the movie would be a more art house indie style film. He said, quote, I received a lot of offers, but my intention from the start was never to make a blockbuster film. Alex Lebovici from Hammerstone Studios shared my vision with regards to that. There were a lot of pitches to make a large-scale movie with famous actors and flashy explosions, but what good would explosions be in Death Stranding? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, he, he talked to Michael Bay, that's what he's saying. Yeah, exactly. Making money isn't something I'm focused on at all either. I'm aiming for a more art house approach, and the only person who offered to make a film like that was Alex Lebovici which makes me think he's a rather unusual type, end quote. That's two peas in a pod. It sounds like Death Stranding might not be the only film or television project the Japanese auteur is working on. As he also told IGN, quote, I was on video calls with lots of people in Hollywood every week beginning last year, and not just for Death Stranding, end quote. Kojima also told IGN about his new project with Xbox, saying that the company is the only one who trusted him enough to support it. He said, quote, I bet. the project required infrastructure that was never needed before. So I discussed it with lots of different big companies and gave presentations, but they really seemed to think that I was mad. It was ultimately Microsoft who showed that they understood. And now we're working together on the project, including the technology front. End quote. Mm-hmm. OK, lots to unpack here. What do you think? Yeah, I'll start with the bottom and Xbox there. I'm sure, you know, because Kojima is a known Sony like asset right so if you're the rival it makes it makes sense to gamble on something that might be a little bit crazy mm. and just knowing what we've seen kojima make um you could make the argument that it'll be a little bit weird so the technology front i think is interesting what is the technology he's trying to develop obviously it doesn't exist in the mm-hmm. form that he needs so you know microsoft as we've talked about before they have a huge bankroll so mm. that makes sense um interested to see what it is because you know the future holds the answer but if if once we know what this is if it's super fucking weird and esoteric i mean we're going to be like yeah that of course like why would no wonder everybody said no yeah which isn't out of the realm for him i only have one hope for these other video phone calls is that he wants to make a metal gear movie solely so i can watch you know snake go in and out of these boxes oh hell yeah I just want to watch him like a super serious movie, but he randomly pops into a cardboard box and nobody can see him. Like that's hilarious. <laughs> that would, I would love every minute of that. But yeah, to the first part about the Death Stranding movie, I I never expected it to be anything other than art house from Kojima. 
100%. never crossed my mind. Uh, the guy he linked up with fits that bill. Um, like like he talked mm-hmm. about, if you look up the stuff that this guy's made before, it falls right in line. Yeah, he did the Barbarian movie, which people seem to yeah. like. Some type of scary yeah, movie. He, yeah, not only has he made a thing that makes sense, but they've liked it too. So he's made a quality product that's within the same vein mm-hmm. and the same style. So it makes sense. Um, I would be disappointed if he did make a super Hollywood movie out of the Stranding. I mean. On one hand, he'd be kind of selling out. So, yeah, you know, the fact that he mentioned, you know, you hear people say money isn't something I'm worried about a lot. And usually it's just something that I think is complete bullshit. But yeah, uh, when he says it about something like this, it kind of makes sense. Like, I kind of can buy it coming from him. The way he produces and makes things, it, it seems like he makes them from an artistic perspective. Um, he seems like the type of guy that would, be more worried about making something true to what's in his head than making a payday. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt about that. I I don't know how much better I could... I think you hit the nail on the head. I think you've said everything perfectly, but I'll just kind of echo your thoughts in that there's no other way that Kojima makes a movie other than, than an art house, artsy-fartsy movie, whatever you want to call it. Like, that is Kojima. He makes batshit, weird, over-the-top stuff that's like just locked in his head that he has to like, it's almost like he has to put it on paper yeah. to, and watch it move, you know, like he mm-hmm. just thinks all this crazy shit and, and he just turns it into these ideas, which admittedly are typically awesome. Like death stranding is batshit, but it's really cool. The The second yeah. one looks even more batshit crazy, but it, it looks cool. So will I see the movie? Absolutely. Uh, I think it'll be good. And I, like you said, I don't see any other way for him to make a movie. And the other thing that I wanted to say was that about his, that last comment there about how he said that Microsoft was, you know, everyone thought he was crazy except for Microsoft. I definitely see that as sort of like a veiled shot at PlayStation because he obviously has his most current working relationship is with PlayStation and Sony on Death Stranding, who owns the Death Stranding IP, by the way, meaning Sony PlayStation. Mm-hmm. So that definitely seems like a sort of shot at PlayStation. That makes me wonder how, how, and back to your other point about how, you know, there's, there's, you know, because Kojima is a Japanese man and, and PlayStation is a Japanese company on the whole, that there's, there's that connection there. There's that relationship. And, and it makes you wonder, it makes you wonder how fucking crazy this idea is that PlayStation passed on it because, yeah, you know, PlayStation was quick to scoop him up after he got fired from Konami, you know, several years ago. I mean, like two months later, they walked him out at the Game Awards and were like, oh, he's making an exclusive PlayStation game. So, like, you know, they wanted him, right? Mm-hmm. And it almost, almost to the point where you think that they would just tell him yes, you know, to whatever he wanted to do. The fact that they didn't, because you know, he pitched it to him. The fact that they didn't and he went to Microsoft makes you wonder, like, what, like, what is this really? Like, is it going to be something worthwhile? And it, you can't doubt him. It's, you can't bet against him, but it's just weird that it, it has to be super weird is what I'm trying to say yeah, for, it's also, for Sony to pass. You know, it's nice that Sony, Sony passing is interesting. Like they weren't, yeah. cause a lot of these companies, especially nowadays, they'll be like, he's our breadwinner. Just sure. Yeah. And they were like, I, nah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then in terms of the technology, like, Will will it be something unique? I'm sure it will be, or at least very different from what we're used to in games. But I wish he would just come out and say, hey, I'm making a fucking MMO type game where 
somebody can use their phone to affect your game and then somebody can use their TV on the Xbox. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be something like that. Like it's not going to be something that we can't possibly imagine in our minds right now is what I'm trying to say. To smell things on the game. No, like you have to, it's going to be something within the technology that we know about now. I mean, he, he's acting like he knows about a technology that nobody else knows about. And I don't Mm -hmm. believe that's true. Although he does predict the future in his game. So what do I know? Number six, January's lineup of PlayStation Plus essential tier games leaked from the usual source and, of course, was later confirmed. Coming to the service, or already arrived, I should say, is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order for both PS4 and PS5, Fallout 76 for PS4, and side-scrolling Metroidvania Axiom Verge 2 for both PS4 and PS5 as well. So they're out now. Does any of this do anything for you? I know you said Fallout 76 is nice when you co-op it, so... It is. Uh, seems like there's a nice co-op option there, and I've heard a yeah. lot of people like that like Fallen Order that they, they enjoy the gameplay. So, yeah, it seems like you got you got two strong options there, especially if you have some friends online. Um, I I know nothing about um, Axiom Verge Two. It's I'm sure it's a seven. Yeah. Uh, so Fallen Order, it's not for me. I've played it. I think it's not very good. Um, it's like a it's it, it's like a Metroidvania, Dark Souls ish style Star Wars game. It's not for me. It's not for me. Fallout 76, I enjoy that quite a bit. I wish it would get a PS5 upgrade. I don't think you can play it at 60 frames per second, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong about that. Um, Axiom Verge, the first one was pretty well regarded. I think it's a solo developer who makes those games. Just one guy. Oh, that's I think. cool. I think yeah, I think his name's like Tom Happ or something. It sounds like a fake name, but Tom Howard. Uh, so anyway, but yeah, that's that's a it's a it's a decent month, and uh, should this week we should get announcement on the. Uh, extra and premium tiers, I believe. So we'll see. I have a theory, by the way. I want to put this out there before we move on. I think so. There is an indie game that's coming up. It's called Chia or Tachia. It's an open world uh, game, uh, kind of like a. It's based in New Caledonia and all this stuff. Anyway, what the I think New that's Caledonia. It's a place over around New Zealand, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, I uh, believe, I have a theory that it's going to be. Um, a February, uh, or uh, not a February, but like a, what am I trying to say? I'm having a stroke. A PlayStation Plus extra game, or maybe a February PlayStation Plus game. Mm-hmm. I have that theory, so we'll see. I saw a Richard Simmons Chia Pet at the Menards. Holy shit. Wow. I, I considered, <laughs> I mean, come on, it's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. He's perfect for a Chia Pet, really. He is. Number seven, we also have a lot of news nuggets here, Travis, uh, a ton. We uh, get down into the, on the bullet points here, we get down into the four, the four digit bullet points here. So oh, we got a lot to new. We've never done that. Yeah, this is going to be wild. So here we go. First nugget, PlayStation shared a new hands-on preview of the upcoming DualSense Edge controller on the PlayStation blog over the holiday. We learned uh, from other hands-on previews that it will have significantly less battery life than the OG DualSense the Edge will release on January 26th, and pre-orders are available now. So I am not too keen to buy a $250 controller or whatever it is for a battery that doesn't last nearly as long as the DualSense now. So. Yeah, I'm out. Also, Reindeer Herding Adventure Game, Scabma, yes. Sca- Scabma Snowfall, will launch for PS4 and PS5 sometime in early 2023, early this year. I'm just, I'm, the Reindeer Herding sounds like a blast. 
it's unique to say the least. Mm. Also, free to play game Genshin Impact, which I'm going to talk about later, is getting a new update on January the 18th, which will bring two new playable characters, new events, new rewards, and more. Website Video Games Chronicle reported that Microsoft filed its response to the FTC's lawsuit over their Activision acquisition. The Xbox owner said, quote, The acquisition of a single game by the third-place console manufacturer cannot upend a highly competitive industry. That is particularly so when the manufacturer has made it clear it will not withhold the game, end quote. Elsewhere, a group of gamers have banded together to file their own lawsuit against Microsoft over the deal. Oh, God. I also wanted to add real quick that uh, I don't know if we've already talked about this on the show, but uh, Microsoft also made the bold choice of calling the Federal Trade Commission unconstitutional. Uh, oh, so that's go well. Also, I'll go ahead and say this because I know it's here later in the show. They have, they've already backtracked on that, by the way. And they put out an they did an interview with Axios and said that, uh, yeah, we were wrong for saying that. That uh, And they put out the statement basically saying, yeah, you guys aren't unconstitutional. We were assholes. We're sorry. Yeah. I mean, said. It just sounds like it's a lawyer in court yelling about nothing and didn't realize what he said. But they they uh-huh. managed, they pissed off all the tryhards and they're lawsuiting against Microsoft. Imagine that we got like, you know, uh, we did a GoFundMe to sue Microsoft, that's, which is what I hope they did. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is going to be a mess. Next nugget. The Last of Us developer Naughty Dog revealed in a New Year's blog that details on their upcoming multiplayer game will be revealed later this year and also teased quote-unquote other surprises, mm-hmm. likely to coincide with the series' 10th year anniversary, or 10-year anniversary, I should say, in June. They also shared the second piece of concept art for the multiplayer title and that the series as a whole has surpassed 37 million copies sold as of December, ahead of its uh, launch on PC, Part 1's launch on PC on March the 3rd, so it'll cross that 40 million mark for sure. Naughty Dog co-president Neil Druckmann also teased the rumored Last of Us Part 3, saying he felt there was, quote-unquote, more story to tell. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, just quickly, I want to say that I am starting to wonder if this, uh, meaning the multiplayer Last of Us game, might be a big holiday release. Because if you think about it, we're not. I was telling Ryan when he and I did a show a couple weeks back that there's not going to be a big premium Call of Duty release this year. There's no Battlefield release this year, this holiday. So there's a window there for maybe like a big hitting AAA, you know, free to play multiplayer game from, from PlayStation. It'd be interesting. Also, speaking of The Last of Us, it was revealed that The Last of Us television show cost $100 million to produce the first season. We also learned that the show will explore life before the infection took hold of the world, as we see in the video games, and its second season will cover the events of the second game, which will be controversial, to say the least. Is that a lot for a TV show? It is. So for comparison, uh, House of the Dragon, uh, that Game of Thrones spinoff. They spent twenty, about twenty, just under twenty million dollars an episode for that uh, first mm-hmm. season of that, and so it's about. I mean, The Last of Us is about half of of that, and that's a much bigger production with fake dragons and shit, you know. So, oh, they didn't use real dragons, so yeah, those are kind of more expensive. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, it's pretty expensive. So season one follows. Uh, Bef- so season one is before game one, and then season two will be game two. So we don't have a season about game one. No, we do. I think they're going to they're do gonna, some um, like the first they're gonna do some world, Yeah. Yeah, they're going to do some world building and then do game 1 and then uh, second yeah, game, second yeah, season will be true. game 2. Yeah. Oh, it'll yeah. be awesome. Like it'll it'll kick ass. It'll win it'll win some awards probably. Oh yeah. The guy that did Chernobyl is, you know, the director and all that or one of the directors, so it'll be good. It's going to be big actually, I think. 
Also, a collectible for the hidden level 5 of the PlayStation Stars program is leaked online, and it is an Astrobot called Bots Don't Breathe Diorama, whatever that means. It's out, it's out there. Hitman 3 is being rebranded as Hitman World of Assassination on January 26th, which will combine all three uh, current games into one package. Anyone who owns Hitman 3 will get the first two games for free. The move comes alongside the release of the new roguelike mode called Freelancer, which is coming to the game on the 26th as well, as we were discussing earlier. Which is great, because I'm pretty sure, since I already have Hitman 3, it's going to let me re-get those trophies <laughs> for the first two I'll, games. You know what? That's a good point. That'll probably be a new package of trophies. So, yeah. I will take it. That's easy. Um, the very first training level, not the training level, the 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 um, the there's a level on the beach called Hawks Bay. Yeah. Um, and I can get, if I speed run it, I can get within like, I forgot. I did it the other day, but I, I was, I was within like four or five seconds of the world record. Like, damn. Like, it's, it's just, I'm just not smooth enough. I'd have to sit down and try to do it yeah. for two or three days. Right. Next nugget Pro Rally racing legend Ken Block has died at age 55 in a snowmobile accident because why not? He is well-known in gaming circles for his appearances in the Dirt and Forza franchises. Mm -hmm. uh, you actually told me about this first, and I said, who is a Ken Block? Right. Um, he does all the Jim Kahana stuff on YouTube, which he basically takes a... Imagine a mm -hmm. car doing parkour. Right. Not parking yeah, core, parkour. <laughs> yeah. There's always, there's always random people who die, and then it, it affects you more than you imagine. So for some reason, Ken Block was that for me. This just made me very sad. Like... You know, like when Kobe died, you're like, oh, everybody knew they'd be sad. Like, yeah, yeah. But there's always a random person that dies every year, and you're just like, why does why is this suddenly more impactful than it should be? So that was mine for January. I see. No, just for January, sure. I'm sure I'll have another one. Yeah, I'll see what the rest of the months do. <laughs> also, Japanese publisher Konami has teased more new games are in development, saying in a New Year's address that it has announcements planned for projects quote deeply and quietly underway end quote. There has also been further speculation lately that a Metal Gear Solid remake of some sort is in the works. Likely, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, which is rumored to be in development at Developer Virtuous. And I'm still salty that they're going to start with the third game, because I think that's a stupid <laughs> choice, but what can I do? Yeah. Square Enix teased in their New Year's message, and all these people are just teasing games, that they have a new Final Fantasy announcement to make this year. Which is likely the new Final Fan, or I'm sorry, which is likely the Final Fantasy Tactics Remaster or Final Fantasy IX remake that were a part of the Nvidia leak, because they did say it's not related to Final Fantasy VII or XVI. So there's that. Also, the last Guardian developer, Gen Design, announced that they will reveal their next game at some point this year. Persona publisher Atlas also teased impending reveals of several unannounced games over the course of this year. I'm tired of all this teasing. Like, let me put it in. Yeah, like just, I don't know, that must be a Japanese thing. All these Japanese publishers just teasing shit the first of the year. A new batch of PlayStation Stars campaigns are now available. They include the usual check-in campaign of playing any game, as well as one for beating Godric and Elden Ring and playing a Battle Royale game. Third-person cooperative zombie horde shooter World War Z is finally getting its current-gen upgrade on January 24th. It will be free to PS4 owners of the Aftermath version of the game and includes the Horde XL mode which features 1,000 zombies on screen at one time, as well as other upgrades like 4K and 60 frames per second. I'm going to check that out. That sounds dope. Sounds immensely overwhelming. <laughs> That's what everybody said. Everybody said, I don't want to be that stressed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Action RPG Wo Long Fallen Dynasty dropped a new 10-minute gameplay demo if you're interested. Zelda-like PS4 and Vita game Reverie is getting a PS5 re-release later this year. It will include a new mini-game, a new nightmare, and a new nightmare difficulty option. I, listen, I have no no data for this, but I'd be willing to bet people who love the nightmare game mode love to eat like super fucking spicy stuff. They just love to suffer. Oh, of course. Yeah, they can do the they do the fucking one chip challenge and stuff. <laughs> also, PlayStation VR 2 launch game, the Dark Picture Switchback VR, will include a feature in portions of the game where enemies only move when you blink your eyes, Travis. Yes. That's horrifying. That's, That's terrifying. I love it. Oh my god, there's no way. Point and click adventure game Sam and Max the Devil's Playhouse. What the fuck is getting remastered for PS5? It will be out sometime later this year. Acclaimed VR survival game Song in the Smoke is getting a free PSVR 2 upgrade, and it will be available at launch on February 22nd. Looks cool. The previously leaked Silent Hill, the short message game, has been rated for release on PS5 in Taiwan. and uh, That's one we don't know anything about, so it's interesting. It's imminent, though. Kratos actor Chris Judge's acceptance speech at the Game Awards in December now holds the Guinness World Record for longest award show acceptance speech ever. He talked for over seven minutes. The previous record holder was, I think, from 1944 or 43, and it was a woman. Uh, I don't remember her name, but she talked for like five minutes. So Chris uh, outdid her. The former head of the Far Cry series, Dan Hay, is leading development on Blizzard's new survival game. That's interesting to me. I, I'm just oh. curious to see what he does with Blizzard, because it just feels like it will be half-baked. No, of course. Also, martial arts brawler Sifu is getting a new arena mode in March. Completing arenas unlocks new outfits, cheats, and modifiers. Joe Ziegler, the director of first-person shooter Valorant, announced that he had departed Riot Games and now works at PlayStation Studio Bungie, which is quite interesting. And uh, Mm -hmm. Bungie also said this week that they have several unannounced projects in development with Sony, so I wonder what's going on over there. First-party FPS. Yeah. Yeah. By the, by the way, just, oh, what is it called now? I forget. Oh my god, this ruins the whole point. Like when when I say PlayStation needs a first party FPS, it doesn't have to be Call of Duty level. It could literally be the game mm. we played with the portals. Yeah, Splitgate. Yeah. It could be Splitgate. That would be fucking awesome. Like yeah. I just I, I think maybe they're just God, it doesn't have to be a blockbuster. It just needs to be good. That's a that's a very good point. I agree. A hundred percent. Also, a Goat Simulator 3 advertisement advertisement that included leaked Grand Theft Auto 6 footage was taken down after a copyright <laughs> strike from GTA publisher Take-Two. <laughs> Developer Polyphony Digital has said that a PC version of Gran Turismo 7 is, in fact, not in development after your boy Kazunori Yamauchi recently said that they were looking into it. So they're looking into it. They're making a PC version. He just got slapped on the wrist. Speaking of, website games industry reported that the Gran Turismo series has passed 90 million lifetime copies sold. So that's pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. Also, heavy metal first-person shooter Metal Hellsinger has crossed 1 million copies sold. Fucking 89 more to go, bitch. (laughs) 89 more to go. That's good. Silent Hill 2 remake developer Bloober Team has said that they are feeling significant pressure to meet expectations for the project. They also said that... Yeah, they also said that they are taking the very safe approach on changing some of the aspects of the game. So, in other words, guys, this game's going to be possibly dog shit. 
I mean, it, it is Bloober team. They haven't made anything worth a shit. So I, whatever. <laughs> We're stressed whatever. out and they're being mean. So we don't want to do anything. Yeah. And we can't live up to the hype of the original game. Uh, that's what I read, but we'll see. Also, the British Competition and Markets Authority announced that they will not publish their final report regarding the Microsoft Activision deal until late April. It was originally scheduled for early March. However, the UK regulator did say that they could publish the necessary remedies to allow the deal to go through prior to then. I don't know how that works, but okay. (laughs) A large number of Madden NFL 23 players have had their save files corrupted after logging into the game during a certain period between (laughs) December 29th or 28th and 29th, excuse me. Publisher Electronic Arts has attributed the corruption to a quote-unquote data storage issue and added that around 60% of those affected players will not be able to get their saved data back. That's when you delete the game or you take the disc out and frisbee it across the room. Also, Chinese company NetEase Games has acquired Halo and Minecraft. This is getting off the rails. Minecraft (laughs) co-developer Skybox Labs. Mm -hmm. Skybox Labs is where it's it's an airplane where you just eat box. <laughs> wow. We're just down oh. the double letters. We're out of control. Oh, we are. Yeah. 10 PS4 games will be leaving the PlayStation Plus extra tier on January 17th. Bound by Flame, Electronic Superjoy, Enigmatis, The Ghost of Maple Creek, Leo's Fortune, Masters of Anima, Seasons After Fall, Shyness, The Lightning Kingdom, Space Hulk Tactics, The Council, The Last Tinker, City of Colors. So, fucking nothing of note. Is <laughs> leaving. Uh, PS5's Share Factory Studio received a new update that added 10 creator packs, uh, FIFA 23 game bits, enhanced editing tools, and more. And this is actually very cool. There's now a couple of first person shooter, like montage creator intro pack things and some okay. other stuff. Very cool. So That's I appreciate nice. it. I just wish they could find a way to make the fucking thing not take up 27 gigs on my PS5. But. Yeah, it's still a little clunky, but I want, I've never video edited anything else. So maybe, maybe mm-hmm. it's all like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, true. Also, the Paramount Plus app is now available for PlayStation 5 in these United States. Criterion is planning to share an update on Need for Speed Unbound's post-launch support in late January. A new update for free-to-play platform fighter Multiversus has added a spectator mode, and there are rumors that Walter White is coming to the game as a playable character Fuck yeah! in the next season, which is outrageous. Right, we have to play. I want to see what his specials are. Oh, 100%. Throws a baggie of blue shit? 100%. Oh, no. Yeah, no. He, he throws the thing down that explodes. Oh, yeah. And then, okay. Or maybe you have ricin? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Also, Darren Jacobs, the voice actor who played Hartman in Death Stranding, has stated that the character will not return in Death Stranding 2. PS5 sales have skyrocketed in Japan after Sony has finally improved supply in their native country. They sold 70,000 consoles during the week of December 12th alone. So they're liking it over there. VR puzzler Humanity has been delayed to 2023. Unusual point-and-click adventure game Smile for Me comes to PS4 and PS5 in the spring. God of War Ragnarok will get a new Game Plus mode sometime in the spring as well. More upcoming PS5 games received PlayStation Store wishlist pages. Rise of the Ronin and Stellar Blade, although Rise of the Ronin is only in certain countries uh, outside of America for whatever reason uh, Mm. available at this time. Power Wash Simulator will make its way to PS4 and PS5 on January 30th. Publisher Square Enix announced. Yes, Square Enix is the publisher of that for some reason. Do you think a lot of people that play these simulators are just fucking baked? I mean, I play a lot of them. I mean, look how many I've reviewed. 
And so I'm not baked. Yeah, but you, like, I, you, but, I feel uh, like you do it mildly ironically. Like it's a little tongue in cheek. <laughs> yeah, but no doubt. Some people, yeah, like they, they, they smoke a blunt and they sit down and they wash, power wash cars and decks. And yeah. See, that police simulator makes sense to me why it's fun. Like, but to yeah. virtually power wash, I don't, I don't get that. Yeah. Fair. Well, I, I have, I, I guess I, I can't say, but I have, I will, I, what I will say is that I have requested another simulator for a review. Yes, you have. And I'm excited. Also, free to play title Death Verse Let It Die is being shut down on July the 18th. <laughs> That's, that was quick, less than a year on, uh, on the store. Mm-hmm. Developer Gun Ho Online Entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Developer Gun Ho Online Entertainment will be redeveloping the game and re releasing it at some point in the future. Oh, never mind. interesting. Yeah. It's going to die and then come back. There is a large sale on PlayStation Plus subscriptions right now. You can sign up for 40% off currently, or existing members can upgrade their tier for a 30% price cut. A report popped up this week that said the PlayStation 5 may suffer from overheating issues if used in the vertical orientation. The report is based off anecdotal evidence from a French electronics repair shop that says it is seeing PS5s with the liquid metal seeping uh, and settling. I'm sorry, settling and then seeping out of the bottom of its casing. Um, so yeah. I don't know. I mean, but if, even if you have it horizontal, it could still settle. And yeah, I mean, they're just saying if it. Do, yeah, they're just saying if it does settle, it's more evenly distributed, so it'll keep it, you know, cooler or whatever. I guess. But the problem is, what I don't. I mean, this could be a problem. It could be a design flaw. But the fucking thing was designed to be stood up vertically. Like that part is that much is obvious. Yeah. Like you can do it both ways. But you know, what I'm saying it was it was made and it's it's marketed as as standing up vertically. So like, mm-hmm. I don't know. All right, next nugget. Website PlayStation Lifestyle reported that a newly discovered patent from Sony suggests that they could be bringing cloud gaming streaming to services and devices. So they're going to do a fucking Xbox game cloud or whatever the fuck, too, I guess, or looking into it. Insider Tom Henderson has claimed that Grand Theft Auto 6 will be revealed in 2023. He's really going out on a limb with that say, one. Yeah, I really hope so. I mean, Jesus, guys. I like Tom a lot, and he's right, but I mean, you know, whatever. I guess it was slow. PlayStation has an unannounced first-person shooter releasing in 2024. Here we go. According to the online resume of a former PlayStation Visual Arts Services group character artist. It's always these fucking people. In the game. Yeah, so he was working on art for the game. It's got to be Bungie, right? It has to be. Could be. They did say that they, well, this says by 20. They did say they were going to put a new game out by 2025, so that could potentially line up. We'll see. Also, some PlayStation VR 2 games will be getting both physical and digital releases, including Horizon Call of the Mountain and The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Chapter 2 Retribution. Wouldn't that be any longer? <laughs> the Witcher 3's PS5 physical edition will be releasing sometime in late January. It's been leaked. Website PlayStation Universe reported that the following games received update patches. Sifu, Hunt Showdown, Warzone 2.0, Multiverses, Conan Exiles, DNF Duel, Overwatch 2, and Papercut Mansion. So if you've been waiting for some fixes or new content, check those out. Also, JRPG One Piece Odyssey will weigh in at 30 gigabytes on PS5 and 32 on PS4 when it launches on January 13th. Preload will be available on January 11th. Destiny 2's Guardian Games event is reportedly set to launch, or return I should say, on April the 18th alongside the game's 20th season of content. Incredible. Wow. There were further leaks surrounding Discord support coming to PS5 this week, although we already know that full functionality is arriving on PS5 on March the 8th, thanks to insider Tom Henderson. 
PlayStation boss man Jim Ryan has been named one of the world's 500 most influential media business leaders by Variety magazine. Mm-hmm. Okay. And like you said, one of the most 100 whiny business leaders. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even know how to hold, hold his own uh, systems controller. God. Developer Munfish has said that upcoming first-person shooter Atomic Heart has no multiplayer DLC in the works, as it instead will focus on broadening the game's open-world areas. Netflix's Assassin's Creed series has lost its writer and showrunner, Jeb Stewart, who told Collider that he is no longer working on the project due to a quote-unquote difference in vision. It's tough. Along those lines, there was once a film adaptation of The Last of Us in the works, according to Naughty Dog co-president Neil Druckmann, who's been doing a media blitz this week. Actors Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones and Caitlin Deaver from Justified and Last Man Standing were considered for the role of Ellie at the time. And by the time they got around to making the show, both of those ladies were too old to play the character. Wizards of the Coast, the company behind the legendary Dungeons & Dragons, has canceled at least five unannounced video game projects, according to Bloomberg's Jason Schreier. Last Stand Media's Colin Moriarty claims that Guerrilla Games is, in fact, not developing the remaster of 2017's Horizon Zero Dawn and is instead being handled by another team. Probably Bloober team. They're handling the other one really well. Oh, God. Please, please, God, no. Also, I'm of the mind that this is more of a remaster, not a remake, but who knows? I mean, if it's if it was just a remaster, maybe Gorilla would do it. I don't know. We'll see. Next nugget, Final Fantasy 16 will feature blood, gore, partial nudity, and the words fuck and shit, according to the ESRB rating. Wow, that's a, that's a real hootenanny. You wrote, and the works fucking, fucking shit, and I was like, you must have just got a meltdown typing that, and you are like, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> Dude, I just rattle this shit off while I'm typing sometimes, because I know my brain will autocorrect. I'm really trusting my brain. <laughs> yeah, every day. <laughs> that fucking brain of mine. Also, Star Wars Jedi Survivor will include a new combat and traversal mechanics, according to the game's director. Okay, still won't be any good. Armored Core 6 will not include a campaign co-op, and the story will be a soft reboot of the franchise, according to a developer from Software. Square Enix claims that Forspoken's HDR issues that are present in the game's demo will be fixed prior to the game's launch on January 24th. It's a really great sign of a great game. The Last of Us Part 1 Firefly Edition is coming to Europe on January 26th. Loadout drops have been added to Warzone 2.0 after Raven Software originally had no plans to include them after everyone bitched about it. (laughs) (laughs) Website Gamadzu reported that Square Enix officially revealed that Final Fantasy Pixel remasters will come to PS4 sometime this spring. 2D side-scrolling action game Grim Guardians Demon Purge will launch on PS4 and PS5 on February 23rd from developer NT Creates. JRPG The Legend of Heroes Trails into Reverie is officially coming west for PS4 and PS5 on July 7th. One Piece Odyssey will get a demo that previously uh, aforementioned One Piece Odyssey will get a demo on PS4 and PS5 on January 10th. The remake of PS2 strategy game Grim Grimoire Once More mm-hmm. will launch for PS4 and PS5 on April 4th in North America and April 7th in Europe. Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin will get its last DLC called Different Future on January 27th. Ship Management Exploration Adventure Game Sell Forth Stealth launched on PS4 and PS5 on December the 21st. I'll say a little bit more about that. Oh, you did play it. I was getting ready to say that sounds like you you already played it. You know me so so well. I did play it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Lemming-style puzzle game Ten Hearts will launch on PS4 and PS5 on April 20th. What is Lemming-style? 
Is that an animal? I, that's a that's a great question. Now that's another game it, called Lemmings. I don't is know. Is it Lemmy from Motorhead? <laughs> no. RIP. Yeah. Also, Alchemy Simulation game Potion Craft, which looks pretty neat, is coming to PS4 and PS5 sometime in the spring. Don't laugh. The human, the human from the Smurfs really likes that game. <laughs> Side-scrolling action platformer Gravity Circuit will launch for PS4 and PS5 sometime this year. Side-scrolling action platformer Ellipse is releasing on PS4 and PS5 this year. Arcade action sports shooter Hyper Gunsport launched on PS4 and PS5 on December the 28th. That looks kind of interesting. Hand-drawn 2D Metroidvania After Image will launch on PS4 and PS5 on April 25th. Publisher Koei Tecmo announced that Omega Force developed, those are the guys who do the Dynasty Warriors games, uh, developed action RPG Fate slash Samurai Remnant will launch worldwide this year for PS4 and PS5. Japanese publisher Spike Chunsoft says they have a quote-unquote large-scale title announcement happening very soon. <laughs> Developer, here we go, Travis. Developer Starbreeze Studios revealed the logo for the upcoming Payday 3 over the holiday, and it is still scheduled to release this year. Let's do it. The PSVR got a new release over the holiday, believe it or not. Developer Amada KK's The Tale of Onigoro is now available on the last-gen VR headset. First-person tragic comic adventure Backfirewall underscore will launch for PS4 and PS5 on January 30th. Side-scrolling shooter Metal Black S Tribute will launch digitally for PS4 on February 2nd. And finally, Travis Gamatsu reported that ports of arcade puzzle games Puzzle Bobble 2X slash Bust a Move 2 Arcade Edition <laughs> Puzzle Bobble 3 slash Bust a Move 3 S Tribute will release digitally on PS4 on February 2nd. and. That is all for the news this week. And I say that is all very uh, tongue-in-cheek. That was quite a bit. And uh, I'll turn it over to Travis now for all the new games that we got over the holidays. And uh, I hate you for only having a couple of games to to rattle off here. But go ahead, take it away, Bob. A real extensive list. On the 28th, we have Hyper Gunsport, um, which you said looked Mm. interesting earlier. And on the 5th, we have Alpha Dia Neo. And that is all. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to yeah, I forgot to include December twenty first, sell forth. That was there too. So. Yeah. Three games. Three games. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's it for the new games. We will begin to wrap the show up here as we always do by discussing what we have been playing. And uh I've been playing quite a bit, but I wanna hear what Travis has been playing first. We were in the basement the other night and I was working on my um NASCAR collection and my wife wanted to play Fall Guys, so I re-downloaded that. So Played a little bit of that. Some of the new maps are actually pretty cool. The new boards. Oh, yeah. A lot more intricate, a lot more fun. And not that they're like harder, but they really know what they're doing now. So, like, the boards kind of reflect that. It was a good time. And then, you know, these people had bought these Grinch costumes. So there's little Grinches running around everywhere. And, you know, it was just, it was what <laughs> it's what it always is. It's just, it's a mess, but it's fun. Yeah. That's fine. Let's see. We played Battlefield and COD. Mixed mixed reviews on both the the new Battlefield season with the new map has been a lot of fun. I like the map a lot. I forget what it's called now because I don't remember that stuff. Uh, it's not important, but the map's fun. I've now unlocked the Battlefield Two sniper and then the P ninety from Battlefield Three. Oh yeah, yeah, you I did. Think it was Battlefield Two, wherever the sniper came from, I got him. Uh, both of them are awesome. the The sniper is once you figure out how to aim it, it's awesome. Um, it's smooth. It recoils nice. P90 is what you'd expect. It's you know it's a P90. It's the P90 you remember. It it operates exactly the same. 
Um, the railgun, I'll unlock that. It's a lot of fun. I really like the railgun. I like to put it on the, the burst mode. And just yeah. something about it. It's just, it's very satisfying. Um, really enjoyed that. We've been having a lot of fun there. I can't agree. really complain. I mean, I, did, you know, I didn't play for like two weeks at one point because um, I was working nights and got back on Battlefield and it's, it was, it's, it's better than it was when I left it. So it seems like any time okay. I take a, a sizable break, it's better when I come back to it. COD was fine. Nothing to really report there. Although I did tell you the other day, I had, I had one of the most amazing games. We played um, Capture the Flag on Shipment. Uh, which was a oh, fucking yeah. disaster, and I went thirty-two and sixty, and like, first thing, I d- it didn't feel like I died sixty times. First of all, the team we were playing, neither of us could capture a point. So like, for like, we literally timed out. I think, which is why I got to sixty deaths. But there was a while there where yeah. like the score was like fifty to twenty, and we've been playing for like ten minutes. Like nothing had happened, but we couldn't hold any any positions. You know, that was like the first night back. So I was literally just going. I, I had put on the double weapon XP and I really wanted to level up this gun. And it was the, and we drew that. So I was just like committed to the gun I had. I was like, I'm not getting rid of the T call. I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it. I'm keeping yeah. the attack or whatever it was. And uh, yeah, normally I would have switched to the shotgun or something. But anyway, it was fun. I had a great time with that. Um, the last thing I did was the other night I uh, played a little Gran Turismo. I decided to do one of the races i had forgotten you know i periodically forget why i avoid certain races and the daytona track with the road course is just a fucking disaster and the most interesting thing was the lobby i got in was a lobby i I told you this because you were we were talking to each other on my new 3d Mm -hmm. audio headset and i said i'm in a lobby i qualify there's 16 cars i qualify 11th and i was in a lobby with an A plus player, which doesn't happen for me. Like I never get put in those lobbies. That dude was like a second off the world record. And I was like, why am I in this lobby with these dudes that are like legit? It was weird. It was like, it pulled my qualifying time and then was just like, you need to be in this lobby. Right. Anyway, it was a disaster. Like, I don't know if it's the way the damage model is or the way the penalty model is, but like there's certain things you don't do in a real racing situation. Cause you have to pay for the car. <laughs> Yeah, and like on <laughs> iRacing, you'll damage the car, and so they a lot of people do are doing Gran Turismo like it's Forza, and you, you can't do that. Like it, it doesn't work, and it's not Wreckfest. But you know, right. it's, it's just, they don't understand things like you know if you have position on a turn, they'll just turn down through you like you aren't there. Like they don't use the radar or their mirrors, and then literally, like, literally, a guy messaged me and told me I was. A degenerate, ramming piece of dog shit. <laughs> he told you that? I was like, dude, I didn't, I wasn't the one who hit you. Yeah, so, yeah, and what had happened was, like, I had set him up, there's a, there's a chicane, I set him up, and I did a switcheroo, which is where, like, you, you kind of come in high and you switch back low. And I switched back low coming out of the chicane, and I had him going into the embankment around turn three and four in Daytona. And my car was faster than him because I was using a faster car than him. And I got a really good run on the switcheroo and I'm blowing by him. And the whole way up the straightaway, he keeps, you've seen Days of Thunder. He's just dooring me. Like he keeps turning into my door. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? So uh, we go into turn one and he pushes me out of the way. Like just drives me off the track. I, I can't, he literally pushed me off the track. So 
he did that the other car behind me passes us so like uh, at that point i was going to crash him like i was going to send him into the shadow <laughs> you decided that's happening there's a car in between us i blow by the guy in between us like i gotta run on him past him no big, big deal so we're going into like turn four or five and the guy behind me gets a run and i i i, I could see in my mirror that he basically the speed he was going and the place he was outside of the racing line he wasn't going to make the turn so i so i braked early to cut to cut the apex short to let him go by me so when i do that he hits the guy in front of me that adored me the whole way down the straightaway so when he hits that guy i just turn underneath them both and i pull out well that guy was like sliding off the track and anyway so then he gets back on the track and pulls up beside me and pit maneuvers me because <laughs> he thought it was you thought it was me and then he sent me the message i'm like dude it wasn't even me. <laughs> like I didn't even do it. Right. That's why I'm so selective about, like, I don't even have the trophy yet for 50 online races because mm. I don't do, I'm very selective about the races I pick because of that. Right. And because like my driver rating went down. It's a joke. I don't know. Anyway, that's, you know, I pretty much only do the nation races because they're ranked and you get people who take it seriously. So that's why I only have, you know 40 something races right now but like you know, he's telling me i'm a degenerate piece of shit but it's like if you look at my ratio I, I think right now if you go look i have like 26 top fives in 34 races it's like that's pretty good i i can't be a degenerate if i'm in the top five that much but whatever yeah so anyway it's just that's that's the issue with it a set of courses on sale it's 13 dollars. i thought about getting that because it's a sim a lot of people do but I don't know. I'm just kind of at like, I'm not at a stopping point with Gran Turismo, but it's just, I don't know what to do with it. Like you can't get a lobby where it isn't morons. So yeah. Yeah. That that would frustrate me as well. So I've been playing a shit ton, as you can see, as you can see, I've been playing all kinds of shit. I've just, some stuff I've been playing more than others. Some stuff I've just dabbled in. Um, but I'll just run through the list here. Like you said, we played Modern Warfare 2 and Battlefield 40, uh, 2042. I can't remember if I was playing by myself or playing with you, but there were I've had some really good games uh, on Modern Warfare 2 and Battlefield Battlefield 2042 lately. Like I have dicked on on kids uh pretty you hard here lately. Game. I did. I went 24 and 2 one game on Modern Warfare 2. Uh I pl- I have played Battlefield uh, a couple of nights by myself and I've just destroyed people. I adore Battlefield 2042. Like I think personally I could probably sit down and make a case that I think Battlefield 2042 is a more fun game than Modern Warfare 2. Um, I won't do that because I know that'll bring out some keyboard warriors, but... No, I would agree with that. It's just different. Yeah, yeah. It's like, COD's like, I want to play COD when I want to do something quick. Like, yes. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, exactly. I've also gotten sucked back into NBA 2K23. I've been playing that a lot. Um, a lot. Uh, you, you've been on nights and shit, so I've been playing a lot of 2K23. Uh, while I haven't had any games to review, and it's been wonderful. I've been working on building out a jazz Utah Jazz squad on the My Team mode, so I've got that pretty much fleshed out. Love playing with them. I've gotten a ton of cards. I did a they did a uh, an event recently where you could do these different challenges and get different cards, and so I've got a shit ton of pink diamond cards now, and then I got a Galaxy Opal Bam out of Bio, which is like the highest uh, ranked, yeah, which is like the highest rated card you can get. So. 
basically I've got all all these really really good cards. Have you got like a game moments Lori marketing card? Because you had like forty five the other night. They've put one out, but I don't know how to get it because there's too uh, many menus in the fucking game. So I have no idea how to get it. But yeah, <laughs> uh, I would like to, but I have no idea how to get it. So while you've been out, I've been tr- playing with Jacob some as well our friend Jacob and he's been trying he okay so for a while he was trying to get me to play Final Fantasy 14 online I told him that was a step too far for me we settled for Genshin Impact against my better judgment we played some Genshin Impact I understand I understand it's a, it's a it's a good game it's a fun game um but you can't really co- you can co-op but there's some features missing there and some annoyances some quality of life uh issues I would say and so against my better judgment, played some Genshin Impact. Um, I have since moved on from that, deleted that. I finally agreed to try Final Fantasy XIV online because there's a free demo. Played that some with him. And I understand that as well. That's, uh, you know, it's not a bad game. It's just like two, it's a lot. It's I mean, it's an MMO. It's just a lot. So it's, it's how I felt about Fallout. Yeah, it, this is a thousand times more yeah, than Fallout. <laughs> this is crazy. Just, you're just a huge fucking nerd. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, played some Final Fantasy 14 online, but that's that's a that's that game's just a time sink. So, and I I know now that I'm going to be reviewing games, we're we're back into that mode. So I just I just can't commit a whole bunch of time to Final Fantasy 14. But I you know I was obliging. You know I I oblige occasionally and try things out. Uh, finished God of War Ragnarok. I don't know if I've talked about that before on the show can't remember it's been a few weeks but that's a great game that's a game that the last 25 percent makes it takes it from like an eight and a half to a nine for me uh it was it was really good and i actually i enjoyed it a lot more when i quit doing the side quests and content and everything and just kind of did the main story and finished that out i started to enjoy it a lot more when i did that and that's not a knock on the 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 quality of the side content at all it's just the game is so fucking long it's too long for what type of game it is it's too long i played it for uh probably almost 40 hours and basically did the single player and did some side quests before i finally abandoned it it's too long for a single player it's not even a fully open world game so anyway but great game i really enjoyed it uh great story great characters I also dabbled back into some Fortnite because they have recently put out that Unreal Engine 5 update um, with the with the new bells and whistles for, for PS5. Wanted to see what that was about. It looks really good for what the game is, so it's it's cool features and it, it makes me excited to see what those features will look like in a different in different games, like more realistic style games and whatnot. So uh, Fortnite's cool though. I've, I'm not gonna lie. I played in the no build mode because I don't care about building buildings and hiding in them or whatever. And uh, I enjoy myself. I'm not going to lie. I uh, got to the final two last night. I played a game and then I got uh, pwn hammered by somebody wearing an Incredible Hulk outfit. So, (laughs) you know, it's just a fever dream of a game really at this point, but it's cool. I also have been playing or had been playing a free to play game called Sky Children of the Light. I think I've talked about that on the show. It's from the people who made Journey. It's a free to play MMO type Fucking of game. Steve Perry? <laughs> no. And uh <laughs> that's great. And so uh it's it's really cool. Uh it's it's something worth trying and experiencing at least one time. It's a really cool game, uh, I think. I also re-downloaded and tried to go back to some Ghostwire Tokyo. I played that for quite a bit actually, and then I I just realized that 
I've seen everything there is to see in the game. Like it's not, there's nothing else new coming in terms of like, it's all the same at this point. I like, I've unlocked all the abilities and whatever, like I get it. And like, I just, I don't have time to, to sit and play through 15 more hours of the game. Like when I know it's, it's just going to be that it's not a bad game though. Um, it's just, I got kind of bored with it, I guess, but it, it's cool. It's cool. Um, I like the, the character design is really cool in that game. Uh, the enemy design stuff. So, uh, what else here? <laughs> a few more things. Sorry. I dabbled in some Riders Republic. It was on like a deep sell for like $15. Downloaded that, played that. That's a really fun game. Uh, just dicking around and, you know, ramping your bike off of mountains and doing tricks and stuff. Really cool. I uh, finally got around to playing a game that I bought a while back on sale called Proteus, which is like a pixel uh, art style Doom first person shooter. And uh, it's really cool. Uh played it for a little while. And then I tried that game I mentioned earlier, tried the Cell Forth game, which is like that open world ship management uh, game. I actually put some footage up on YouTube, put the first hour up on that. And it's a really kind of charming game. Interesting open world selling games. It's different. You know, it's kind of got some Assassin's Creed black flag, like shoot your cannons and sink ships and stuff thing going on. So it's neat. But anyway, so I've been playing all of that. That's a shit ton. But it's been over the course of a few weeks, so it's a lot. And uh, yeah, I've got some some review games coming up as well that I've got to start diving into. So we're we're back at it. Anyway, that's it for me. That's it for Travis. That's it for the show. We're back. We're uh, we're making podcasts again. So we hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please subscribe on your podcast service or the YouTube so that you can get a new show delivered to you every Monday. And now that we're back. Also, if you leave us a rating or review on wherever you're listening, that would be very much appreciated. Stars, hearts, thumbs up, likes, comments, all that's great. We would also love to hear from you on social media. So if you could reach out to us on Twitter at the DualSense Pod, on Instagram, on Facebook, our blog, which is the DualSensePodcast.wordpress.com. We'd love to chat some PlayStation with you. So find us there if you choose. We'll get out of here now. Thanks again for listening. Have a great week. Welcome to 2023. May God help us all. Talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bing bong.